Ciao, everyone. I'm Jacqueline DiGiorgio, and welcome, or welcome back, to the Milano Files, my podcast unearthing the food, beverage, and lifestyle culture in and around Milan, my adopted city and Italy's best unkept secret. So today, I'm talking about Starbucks. It's a topic I've been wanting to discuss for a bit, and since the coffee titan just launched its new Oleato range of olive oil-infused coffee drinks in Milan this week, I thought the timing was apt. But I'll get to that later. So, I feel like when Starbucks opened in Milan in 2018, it caused an unnecessary controversy. The cool thing to do, especially among Italy's non-Italian community, was to hate on it. But I never did. I'm a supporter. I have had a soft spot in my heart for Starbucks ever since the 90s. I should also mention that the Bronxville, New York location, which is still going strong, is one of my veritable posto del cuore, or place of the heart. During my teenage years, it provided a reliable reprieve from the road when my friends and I would drive around aimlessly. I wasn't much of a coffee drinker then, so I would get hot chocolate, until a friend inspired me to convert to the religion of caramel macchiato, and I haven't looked back since. Fittingly, my summer drink of choice soon became the caramel frappuccino. When I moved into my New York City apartment on 52nd Street between 8th and 9th Avenues in 2004, I couldn't believe my luck that there was a Starbucks right on the corner of 8th Avenue. I didn't even have to cross a street to reach it. I went there so many times just because I could. It took less than five minutes. Between that and the nearby Jamba Juice, I thought I had struck gold location-wise. Fast forward to 2010, before I moved to Italy. I was visiting friends in Paris, and a Starbucks had recently opened in my friend's neighborhood. I thought it was going to flop, but he explained to me that it was the complete opposite. It was always crowded, and the locals liked a place they could go with their laptop and internet access to chug along undisturbed for as long as they wanted. At first I was surprised because France, like Italy, takes great pride in its cafe and coffee culture. But it made sense. Starbucks wasn't competing with Paris's cafes and coffee shops. It offers a different experience. I'm not going to lie, when I'm in Paris, I enjoy popping into one for the occasional caramel macchiato or cold brew, and this would be in addition to my usual morning non-Starbucks cafe creme. Though I must admit, in London, my morning coffee just might be a hot caramel macchiato. When I moved abroad, Starbucks provided a newfound comfort for me when I traveled. I can't tell you how many times I'd be traveling in another country before the European Parliament and Council ended roaming charges in 2017 when I'd rejoice at the sight of the unmistakable Green Mermaid logo. It meant free Wi-Fi. Well, kind of free, because it would cost me, say, an iced tea lemonade, a hotter iced caramel macchiato, or a cold brew. It also provided the perfect backdrop to decompress at my own pace. You know, check my WhatsApp or consult the map to plot out my next stop. Though I still incur roaming charges when I'm in the U.S., so the Starbucks free Wi-Fi novelty hasn't worn off. Though I'll admit, more often than not, I often lurk outside the store like a creeper to hop on the Wi-Fi network from there. Yet in Italy, I found the Starbucks experience differs. The Corso Garibaldi outpost here in Milan is the one I usually hit up. It's always packed, and it's hard to find a seat. Honestly, I'm usually grabbing the coffee to go. There have been times when I would have sat to drink it on premises, but I've never had such luck. I've only ever sat down at that location once, and it was with a friend outside. As for the roastery, I've only been once, and it was recent. 
The reason I had never popped in before, there was always a line outside. But I did manage to make it there in December. I had time to kill between podcast interviews, so I thought maybe I could sit down, sip a caramel macchiato, do some writing. There was no line outside, but it was indeed crowded inside. I did manage to find a seat at the bar overlooking the roaster. I will say this, it was undoubtedly the least comfortable of all my Starbucks experiences. It seemed to have more of a turn-and-burn philosophy. The layout doesn't seem to encourage sitting and lingering. Tall backless chairs, no cozy banquettes, or if there were, I didn't see them. My caramel macchiato was served in a ceramic mug as opposed to a to-go cup. And honestly, the staff tried so many times to take my drink away when I hadn't finished. A complete 180 from the more relaxed, autonomous Starbucks vibes to which I've become accustomed. And I was a bit put off by the clamorous din, but so it goes. And honestly, Starbucks is fine here in Italy. It doesn't compete in any way, shape, or form with the typical Italian coffee bar experience. You go to Starbucks not so much for coffee as you do for Starbucks, if that makes sense. Like I mentioned earlier, I go to Starbucks here for an iced or hot caramel macchiato or a cold brew. And knowing I have Starbucks at my disposal in no way prompts me to skip my morning cappuccino at the Torrefazione. But anyway, when the Starbucks roastery first opened in Milan in 2018, it made waves. But, and I mean no disrespect to the coffee titan, honestly, the Starbucks opening is the least interesting thing to have ever happened to Milan's food scene. I wish the media were as curious about and receptive to our electric food scene as they are about Starbucks. Now back to the Oleato range, which has made waves and has been covered by nearly every major news outlet, all of whom always overlook our buzzing food scene. Anywho, I digress. So, Howard Schultz said the daily Sicilian tradition of eating a spoonful of extra virgin olive oil inspired him to create a coffee line infused with Sicilian Partana extra virgin olive oil. The drinks are currently available only in Italy. Starbucks plans to launch them in the U.S. this spring, followed by the Middle East, Japan, and the U.K. later on in the year. The five oleato beverages available at the Milan Roastery are Cafe Latte, Ice Cordato, Golden Foam Cold Brew, Deconstructed, and the Golden Foam Espresso Martini. The other Italian Starbucks locations offer Cafe Latte, Iced Shaken Espresso, and the Golden Foam Cold Brew. When I learned about this, I was immediately intrigued, and here's why. In Ligoria, the region that's home to Genoa, San Remo, and Cinque Terre, among other beautiful locales, Locals have a breakfast tradition that constitutes dipping focaccia, which is olive oil brushed, into their cappuccino, and it's pretty darn delicious if I do say so myself. What makes it so particular is that the olive oil adheres to the focaccia, and as we all know, water and oil don't jibe. The oil kind of protects the bread from becoming soggy once it's immersed in the liquid. When you bite into it, there's definitely an olive oil and coffee flavor fusion happening, and I dig it. In addition, a little bit of oil can linger on top of the cappuccino, which also goes down the same hatch. So this isn't unusual to me and to other Italians, I guess, who partake in the tradition. And by the way, don't knock it until you've tried it. Anywho, back to the Oleato range. I tasted today the Oleato Golden Foam Cold Brew. The drink comprises a cold foam that melds Partana extra virgin olive oil with vanilla sweet cream foam that sinks into the cold brew. Honestly, I was kind of into it. You can indeed taste the olive oil, and given my predisposition to the focaccia and cappuccino, the olive oil and coffee flavor complement each other. Neither are too potent. 
and the vanilla provided a gentle hint of sweetness. My palate has changed since I moved to Italy. Pre-Italy me would have added sugar or simple syrup to it, but I enjoyed it just as it was. I would have it again, and actually I plan to try all the drinks available at some point. By the way, my favorite Starbucks cold brew still remains the vanilla sweet cream cold brew. Over the last year or so, I don't remember when or where, but I'm certain I saw someone post something about how they were celebrating a Starbucks closing in Italy. I was a bit miffed. Celebrate a closing? How unkind and unnecessarily mean. It was clearly prompted by the pandemic. And on the job loss front, women were hit hard in Italy. In February 2021, Reuters cited ISTAT, the Italian National Institute of Statistics, reporting that some 101,000 jobs were lost in the final month of 2020. 99,000 of these jobs belong to women. Over the year as a whole, 312,000 women lost their jobs compared with 132,000 men. The Wall Street Journal reported on this, as did La Repubblica, among other publications. So when I heard that Starbucks had to close locations, not only here in Italy, but everywhere, my heart went out to all these people who lost their jobs. And I couldn't help but wonder how many of them were women, especially here in Italy. When I see people hating on Starbucks or anything on the social networks, I honestly roll my eyes. It brings to mind a routine by Ricky Gervaisi that I love, in which he discusses how he has 12 million followers on Twitter and how all of his followers seem to think he's tweeting for them. This subjects him to unnecessary backlash and hate and annoying responses. And he compares it to going into town and taking the phone number from the guitar lessons ad posted on the telephone pole, calling the phone number and screaming, but I don't want guitar lessons. He says, if something's not for you, then just move on. And that's how I feel about Starbucks. Why put all that negative energy into hating it? Just find a means to exert it positively. You'll probably be a much happier person. Yes, Starbucks did indeed hit some hiccups during the pandemic, but it's not going anywhere. I know hundreds of shops did permanently close around the world due to the pandemic, but Starbucks is still growing here in Italy despite the closings. The first Verona location opened in September 2022, and the reliable crowds inside the two that I visited in Milan are a testament to this. According to Macro Trends, Starbucks' annual revenue for 2022 was 32.25 billion US dollars a 10.98% increase from 2021. So I just have to say this. If you don't like Starbucks, let it be. It's clearly doing fine without you. So stop the hate. If it's not for you, don't go there. In 1983, when he was the marketing director for Starbucks, Howard Schultz, the former longtime chairman and CEO and current interim CEO, came to Milan on a business trip. And the coffee culture here inspired the vision he had for the future of the company. I think it's pretty cool that he managed to bring his business full circle, so I say well done, Mr. Schultz. So, are you wondering about Italy's current unemployment rate? Macrotrends reports that the country's unemployment rate for 2021 was 9.83%, a 0.67% increase from 2020. And in June 2022, Euronews reported that Italy's unemployment rate fell to 8.1% in May, from 8.3% in April hitting its lowest level in two years. As for the rest of the year, Trading Economics reported an unemployment rate of 7.8% in December 2022. And that's the most recent number I was able to source, so let's hope it continues to drop. And as Starbucks continues to grow here, maybe the jobs it creates will help it to do so. And that's all I have for today. 
As usual, you can find links to all the sources I cited and other pertinent info in the show notes. Thank you all so, 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 so much for listening to The Milano Files and alla prossima.